Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Fola Shade Anozie. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy as best you can in these uncertain times. I hope your families and loved ones are also doing okay. There's just a lot of loss and sadness across the world. And I think that all we can do is do our best to take it one day at a time. At least that's what I try to do daily so that... I do not just lose my mind and it also feels like ages ago that I took a one month summer break which unintentionally turned into a two months extended break. Well the reason for my extended break is I started work and in addition to regular work my company hosted a phenomenal virtual conference called the Africa Soft Power Series that honestly consumed our lives so i couldn't do any interviews but the conference ended last week friday and now i am back to get things rolling again now my ninth interview for the year is with jennifer imev Bore, founder and creative director of rise and glam beauty based in lagos nigeria as we are all aware for lots of industries including the beauty industry the need for safety adapting to customer preferences and keeping businesses afloat has been quite the balancing act for a lot of entrepreneurs and companies around the world in line with that my conversation with jennifer covered navigating entrepreneurship cosmetic preferences and staying safe in a covid19 world now before i jump into my interview with jennifer my thoughts and prayers are with Chadwick Boseman's family. Such an awful, awful loss. I'm grateful for Chadwick's bravery, his gifts, and incredible spirit that he shared with the world. Thank you for Black Panther and for bringing joy to Black people worldwide. Rest in peace, King T'Challa. You will never be forgotten. Wakanda forever. Hi Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Hi Shadi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's a lovely Sunday afternoon and I know that you really honestly could be sleeping because <laughs> it looks like it wants to rain but you're here and I really appreciate your time. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the beauty industry, mm-hmm. particularly because for you, you are a makeup artist in Nigeria. Yeah. And obviously we know that COVID-19 has impacted billions of lives and lots of people around the world. Mm-hmm. So we'll be getting to know who you are and also talking about how you are, would I say, adapting to this new normal that you have yeah. found yourself in. Yeah. Quite frankly, that we have all found ourselves in because it has really... <laughs> it's really, not just it's like exactly, yeah, right? Um, so I know you personally as a lawyer turned makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about, can you, talk, can you tell us more about yourself? How you grew up, what was your background like as a child? Okay, so I am... Um, I come from a family of eight. Oh, wow. Mom and dad inclusive. Okay. I have five other siblings and I'm the fourth child. Mm. So we've always, always been artsy. So like we've always looked after ourselves though. But like in terms of um, art, we've always been artsy and we weren't taught. It was just, I would say it was a gift basically. So I just literally picked up a piece of paper and a pen and I would literally just draw anything that I saw, especially cartoons. Mm. Like I never learned these things. I literally would just draw. I started off tracing actually. So you know how it's you... It's not like, it's not like everybody tracing. It's not how you oh, start. Oh, you did that. Yeah. Okay, so but, I started yeah. off tracing and then as time went by, I just found it very interesting that mm, maybe I could actually draw these things and then I would just start. And I still remember my very first drawing. It was of a lizard. 
it was a live lizard actually it literally was just there i drew the lizards and afterwards i just found myself drawing things okay <laughs> so from the lizard you went to secondary school what secondary school did yeah, you go to i went to reagan um reagan memorial baptist girls secondary school such a long name i mm, know mm. and then i went to a sixth form college oxbridge okay. in kesha here as I well. Went to oxbridge as well you went to oxbridge yeah, I it was jerry right yes yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah. i was there tw- 2009 oh i was there um 2000 and i think like i don't know most of this thing most of this is a mid 2002 so, oh, okay, yeah. maybe four. Yeah. So, yeah, then I went to uni, Essex okay. from Oxford. Okay, so, and what yeah. did you study in school? I studied law. That's true, you did study law. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> law was your primary, it was definitely yes. your major. Do you yes. have any minor? No. No. Okay. Just law. So, you did law, you know, I came back to, this, to Nigeria. To Nigeria, yeah. And obviously, your parents are like, oh, we have another lawyer, because your brother's a lawyer as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, we graduated same year, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay, so both of you came back to Nigeria. Yeah. And your parents are expecting these awesome people to like. <laughs> Going to the field of law and practice. Mm-hmm. And then, did you, did you actually practice? I did practice. For how long? So, I practiced for about three years, including my NYSC okay. year placement. And what was, okay, so how was that like for you? Mm, my first and second year, especially my NYSC, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. That was why I went ahead to um, actually practice my third year. So, altogether, I would say it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it, especially litigation and the law firm I worked with. That was their major. Yeah, so you're more like a corporate person. I would say I I am actually yeah. Okay. So at what point did you now say? I remember tracing drawing a lizard, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's really what I want to do and become a makeup artist. At what point did you make that transition? Mm, to be honest, I've always like had makeup on. From Oxbridge, from my Oxbridge days, mm. so I already knew what makeup was all about. I was already doing like makeup, but not as a business. I would just do for my friends, just call them over, and then just do makeup. So it took someone like sitting me down and then convincing me, like, why don't you just go for this training and whatnot? And then I told my brother about it, who later told my dad. And when he agreed, I was just like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. Yeah. So it was at that point, I was like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. But um, I was still working at that time, so I okay. had to quit my job and stuff. So, I think, I always say, like, it's always so great when you have supportive, a supportive family, supportive yeah. parents. It wasn't so. exactly easy at first, though, but like, uh, yeah. <laughs> So why for you didn't you think that, okay, I like makeup. Were you working half and half? Or was, was that like a side hustle or you? It was your... a side hustle okay. because I wasn't getting a lot of clients. It wasn't enough for me to actually leave my secure nine to five and stuff. But something pushed me out of my law firm. Um, so I was able to oh, just... what pushed you? Okay, okay. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. So you were doing, you were working full time and mm-hmm. also pursuing that as a side hustle. Yeah. Um, did you now say, okay, I want to start doing makeup full time. Mm-hmm. Do I now need to take classes? Because some people don't think that they need to take classes. They mm-hmm. just start saying, okay, I'm going to just start working my way by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be practicing on my friends and then I'll now eventually be my, build my clientele. Mm-hmm. But you went the other route of going to learn under yeah. other people that I established before establishing your own business, yeah. right? Yeah. So you talk about that process, how you reached out to them. 
Mm, to be honest, the very first person I learned from was just, you know, down the street in my area. So it was really easy. It was the friend who took me into, oh, um, yes, yeah, so she already knew of the class I was going on. And then I learned from about, I also like got into a competition, a makeup competition, and a very famous makeup artist taught us. So she did like a one-day master class. So I believe I learned from about four people before I started my own, and I'm still learning actually, before I started my own in, you know, makeup, um, before I opened my own makeup studio mm -hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, I just felt that I needed to learn from all of these people, find my style and then establish my you own know, makeup. Yeah. So what has the, before COVID-19, what was the entrepreneurship like, entrepreneurship journey like for you? Um, as a makeup artist in Nigeria? Mm, it wasn't easy, to be honest, because I'm only like how many, two years gone. So I, I would say I'm still building my clientele. So COVID-19 kind of interrupted that whole process in that I didn't exactly have the amount of clients that I wanted mm -hmm. just yet. And now I have to work twice, even four times as hard as I did before to get more clients who would trust me and see what I can do. And then because now it takes more than just seeing your makeup. <laughs> That's one thing. So, and then protecting, knowing that they are safe is another thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's become difficult to be But honest. to your credit, some of your clients thus far, it's okay if I name them. Yeah. You don't make up for Omoni, yeah. right? You don't for Kiki Morty. Kiki Omeli. Omeli, sorry, yeah. Kiki Omeli. Yeah. And then you've done for... Um, Ini. Ini, what's yeah. the last name? Ini Tima. Ini Tima, yes, exactly. So you have definitely built, people definitely know you, but I think maybe COVID-19 has definitely um, disrupted so many things. Yeah. And now you're going to have to use different avenues to get yourself out there. Yeah. But don't worry, everything will get yeah. better. <laughs> <It worked. laughs> um, when the lockdown happened, Initially, I feel like that seems like it was like it wasn't like it wasn't like March, that yeah, happened, right, right, late mid March. Yeah, but the lockdown happened April, yeah, April. So, April. so the first few weeks, personally and professionally, because <laughs> I think a lot of us were like, okay, it's like one month lockdown, right? <laughs> you talk about that. I felt that, okay. So, personally, I was like. I needed this space for Jennifer Jigger. Like, I think I need this. So I was kind of like planning Jennifer's life now, not Rise and Glam. So mm. I was just like, okay, week one. I was like, that's cool. Week one month. I was like, what's good? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but like for Rise and Glam, obviously, because I was still like gathering my clients, I just didn't think that I needed that. And I was kind, it, it was um, at the point in Rise and Glam's life where we wanted to start employing people, Jigger, mm -hmm. because the workload was becoming too much for just myself so everything for my business it didn't take it yeah because i remember it calling it, you yeah it took and it you were still like working yeah yeah, yeah. but personally i thought i needed you know a little break yeah <laughs> until it was did. too much <laughs> <laughs> so at what point did you now say at what point in the lockdown um i guess um extension did you mm -hmm. now say ah this one, it seems like it's because I, I think lots of makeup artists, when you read different articles or you speak to people who are in the makeup industry, mm -hmm. like similar to you, first week, it's like, okay, you know, people are still working. Mm -hmm. And then second and third, because it's not just about the fact that you don't even have jobs. Even other people don't have places to go. Yeah. You understand? So there was like True. a ripple effect of not just you. So because the makeup industry, you have video shoots, mm -hmm. you have movies, 
you have events, you have weddings, you have um, and we're huge yes. on weddings in this part of the exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, at what points in the lockdown extension did you now begin to say, okay, I need to probably start to? I believe after um, the easing of the lockdown, mm -hmm. everyone kind of relaxed a bit. Yeah. So I just felt like okay, it was okay for me to start receiving clients mm -hmm. and all of that. So yeah, people usually like threading clients would call yeah. me. Not so much of makeup, but yeah, threading will call mm -hmm. me and I just started accepting from Yeah. Them. I think because threading we still we have to look good with threading, right? But makeup it's it requires you actually going somewhere. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You know true. what I mean? And that's still equally yeah, yeah, exactly. So now that you know COVID nineteen is definitely because I think a lot of us thought that they were, we were going to find a vaccine or some cure mm. within like the first maybe first few months with um chloroquine, but that mm. doesn't seem to have <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, how have you had to alter your marketing strategies mm. as a makeup artist? Because it goes beyond just putting up on Instagram now and yeah, just saying yeah. what I do. To be honest, we've had to follow our clients vibe so to speak of course so we've moved everything to online so we would usually have like a physical one-to-one -one makeup class but now we would push online classes even more and then we also do what's called consultation so if you do not know if you're looking for the right products to use on yourself we would just you know do that to you virtually advise you on the type of products to use so everything basically has moved mainly um, online yeah okay specifically i think you but i think you actually just mentioned that so the, 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 i guess the three things you could say would be things have moved online so mm -hmm. less because i think a lot of people in the beginning were still to my observation mm -hmm. based on how people were still doing regular um instagram marketing like they usually did yeah but like you said people were not paying attention to their customers and how they had adjusted maybe their budgets mm -hmm. their interests so those three, I guess the point I'm trying to get to was I was going to ask you to name three specific things that you had to adjust. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one of them that you have mentioned is about online, more online classes, mm -hmm. more consultation. Yeah. And then you're obviously doing more home visits. Yeah, I am. Right. How do you ensure that you are staying safe and also ensuring that your clients are staying safe? Mm, so I have my protective gears on. So if I'm going to my client's um, home, yeah, I would usually go in with my gloves, my face shield, and my and my face mask as well. And I will go in with my sanitizer, and I also make sure they sanitize in front of me. So in case, you know, they are infected. Mm -hmm. So sure. I try to protect myself and the clients, but my clients first, you know, and then, you know, I just make sure everything is well sanitized. I also go in with my spray sanitizer. I make sure I spray the surrounding before. I just like to do everything in front of my clients so they feel safe and, you know, we're all safe. Now, one of the challenges that makeup artists have said, and not just even makeup artists, people around the, the world, but mm -hmm. I think with the makeup industry is because the products you use, because of COVID-19, you, you now have, you now, you have now had to adjust the way you go about dishing out those products, mm -hmm. you, even just from PPE, mm -hmm. gloves, all these different things, it's an investment that you're going to have to make. Mm -hmm. But then because you have less people requiring these services now because people are stuck at home, mm -hmm. if you increase your prices, you probably not have anybody coming to you. So how are you, how are you dealing with that in terms of having to buy all these products that you're going to dispose of, mm -hmm. but you're trying to keep your prices um, the same? 
Yeah. So to be honest, I kind of ask my client to bring their own tools and products. So if they don't have that, I kind of tell them before increasing my prices. Okay. So I just incorporate that into the price. So I give them the recent price mm -hmm. and, you know, if they bring their products, the prices remains, you know, how we would usually charge. So if they're up for it, they pay me. If they're not up for it, you know. Okay. Well, yeah. So do, do, do you make up for film? No, I don't do makeup. Okay. Is that something that you're looking into? To be honest, yes. But is it safe at this moment? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I remember someone in the industry telling me that everyone had to take the test before mm -hmm. coming to set. Mm -hmm. But it's one it's one thing to take the test now and of it's course. another thing to get the virus later. later. Or the same so, day. Exactly. So because I learned you can contract it again, even after mm -hmm. having it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a bit risky to mm -hmm. me because I don't have, I don't know how they can control the crowd when it comes to the movie industry and whatnot. So yeah, right now I'm not really looking deeply into mm -hmm. it. Just strictly home services and um, well, not strictly. I mean, it depends on how safe. Now. Yeah. Okay, I it's see. It's easy. Yeah. So if the film um, set was going to be if 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 it's if it becomes safer, yes. yeah, then I would probably like take on it. So sim that would be similar to video shoots as well, right? Yes. I even feel like for video shoots, you have less people than yeah, movie shoots. So Okay. One of the things that people have had to adjust to with more time is that they have to do a lot of things. We have to do a lot of things ourselves. Mm -hmm. So as you know, me, I struggle with my hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> But I think now with this downtime, I've had to like be more creative and mm -hmm, like, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times like maybe I do my afro with makeup, I do my eyebrows myself. How are you managing with, even though things are slowly but surely getting better, mm -hmm. in quotation marks, right? <laughs> um, but people have more time on their hands mm -hmm. and they're having to learn online. So how do you balance th that in the sense that if I do all these online classes and all these consultations, when people become really good as um, in applying their makeup, then I'm not going to have any clients. How do you um, deal with that? Mm, okay. I would say that no matter how good you become, a professional makeup artist's work would still stand out to when you do your own makeup. Sure. So there will always be people that need makeup regardless of whether or not they know how to do their makeup. To be honest, I know how to do my, I'm a professional makeup artist, but sometimes I would just rather someone else does my makeup for me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people will still look for makeup artists even after, because they just want something else, not their <laughs> they just want someone else to do their makeup yeah. for them, not themselves. So. I'm not, me, I'm not even trying to learn. I mean, okay, although, 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 I take back, right? I promise that I'm going to become better at, you know, um, doing, applying my makeup myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to definitely come to you because yeah, I feel like exactly. an expert is always going to be an expert. And there are things that I think I'm good at, but I'm just like, when you do my makeup, I'm like, oh, clearly I'm not really yeah, guessing this. Yeah. You just rather have someone else do your mm -hmm. makeup. Yeah. So what about weddings? So weddings, smaller weddings that are happening now, because people are still getting married. People Marriage, are still yeah. having birthday parties. Are you open to going to people's homes to do those services, like for their crew of um, 
maybe they have a, a train or mm-hmm. maybe like a train of five mm-hmm. you can try to say yeah oh, yeah i'm still op- i'm still open to it to be honest but i would just lay down my terms or oh, because i'm trying to be safe i'll take this one person at a time mm-hmm. be as polite as you know i can be because people can take offense you know you never know so yeah i'm still open to taking those type of jobs mm-hmm. do you require um do you carry your measurement thermometer i ordered that but it still hasn't I don't know why. Oh, yeah, okay. but I ordered that. So you could just be checking people's temperature. <laughs> it's needed, Shadi, <laughs> because they check my temperature when yeah. I go out. Ivano does that. Like I feel like I'm not just protecting my client. I have to protect myself so, as well. Yeah. So if I see that your temperature is some type way, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I have to do everything that I can to okay. protect myself because yeah. I'm still going home to meet my like family. Of course. I don't want to transfer it. Now, let's go back a little to your online classes. Can you talk how? Can you talk about how that happens? So, some, for example, someone who's watching or listening they want to contact you. Because mm-hmm. if I was listening to this, honestly speaking, I would reach out just because <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> so, um, how does that happen? How, the person wants to contact you to schedule a, a, a what's it called? Either a consultation mm-hmm. or to register for a, an online class. Okay, so basically we're on Instagram. You can always DM us at Rise and Glam Beauty. We also have our email on our bio at Rise and Glam Beauty at, Rise and Glam Beauty at gmail.com. Okay. And you can also call our office phone lines. It's 0909 We'll definitely show the, band, the flyer easy. when you're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just give us a call, email us or DM us and we'll reply you ASAP. So how it works, obviously, it's virtual. So we walk you through every step. You can either do a day class. If you feel like, okay, you just need one class, you can either do just one day. We have um, prices to match however, whatever days you want to um, cover up for. And yeah, we can also collapse the whole classes. If you feel like you need a month, we can just find a way to work around that. We'll work with your budget, basically. Okay. And... Um in terms of just the Nigerian makeup industry, mm. do you feel like COVID-19 has maybe brought people closer, maybe more collaborations, or is, if you feel like it's people now are more are more inclined to just be by themselves because they want to be safe or they want to keep clients to themselves? Mm, as far as collaborations go, I wouldn't say it has encouraged that in that, you still require people and i'm not sure how many um people would want because when it comes to collaborations with makeup artists you need your um photographer you need the model you need the makeup artist you need the um what what do you call them the clothing designers so there are just a lot of things that you have to consider if you can find a way to just have maybe the makeup artist and the photographer then maybe they will do that but as far as that goes i haven't seen a lot of makeup artists do collaborations recently Mm -hmm. so i feel like a lot of people are just trying to be safe Mm -hmm. i just i'm trying to look for money <laughs> let yeah. me work get my money yeah. because we still have you know rent bills to pay yeah so everyone is just after you know money i think for i think what maybe the reason why i asked about the collaboration is that sometimes in tough situations two heads are better than one mm-hmm. so if 
you you can guarantee that the other person you're collaborating with has taken the necessary precautions. Maybe you can come together and have a master class on makeup application. One person handles this aspect, mm -hmm. the other person handles handles this aspect as well. And you know, you're able to reach more people with your network. Mm -hmm. That's just that was just my, my thing. Okay, okay, okay. I understand you. I feel like okay, I haven't seen that mm. um happen recently. But my struggle with um collaborating with photographers is that <laughs> if you don't have like a name in the industry or above a certain number of followings it's usually harder for them to actually um want to collaborate with you mm -hmm. so i kind of look for photographers that they are would i say in my class <laughs> yeah so they are good mm -hmm. and they are also open to um collaborations mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they're not exactly easy to find mm. they also have like because i was supposed to work with one and he's had one excuse or another mm -hmm. and just to be honest just do do you for now yeah. and if you find whoever it is and it's easy for you then definitely yeah. if i find who to collaborate with then just because i kind of brought i brought up that idea to someone else we even said it was supposed to be free like let's come together and give someone like a free makeover and photograph for their wedding mm -hmm. and before COVID-19 hits but it was still a struggle trying to put everything in place so. yeah just to go back to your question about you know the safety measures that we take um we have our face shield and our face mask and then we also use gloves it can it can be a bit uncomfortable to use like gloves so we have to yeah, actually ask the clients if they are comfortable with using our hands mm. but we have to sanitize literally in front of your client so if they are okay with that you go on ahead if not you just find a way to adjust you know using your gloves and but what makes yeah. the gloves challenging because when it comes to makeup and using your hands your hands kind of warm up the product mm. so your skin accepts it even better as mm. opposed to gloves so gloves would not necessarily warm it you up. know warm it up so yeah it's a bit difficult to blend yeah. and i just think that like i said just before we wrap up it's just reading about how expensive how expensive it is because you're wasting because i always wonder even like when i go to like some stores in the states mm -hmm. and like someone like a store like mac and how they have all these like um those um disposable ones and stuff mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they go through a lot and i'm just saying that they is, do actually that's you know they do actually and, I, and that's a, that that's a company mm -hmm. and imagine a small person Business, right yeah. having to do that yeah that's why i've i've just you know said to myself i'm going to incorporate that into the pricing and then tell the clients this is why we're charging this amount mm -hmm. if you have your product you want me to use then feel free i would do that mm -hmm. without any extra charges mm -hmm. otherwise we would have to do this yeah now my final question before I go on to the fun random questions is, what has been the silver lining for you during this COVID-19 period? First of all, let's start personally. I mean, I know that you, you feel like you've had enough time by it to yourself. Yes, you don't exactly. do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't die. <laughs> but any other silver linings that, you know. Mm, I feel like having that personal time to myself, I've been able to come up with, like I had a video up on my YouTube channel on how to make money in Nigeria because I find that obviously a lot of people would want to, you know, make money mm -hmm. this period. So I've been able to make more investments for myself now 
taking rising glam out of the picture. So it was it was very refreshing seeing that I can do that. And I also thought of another business idea that I could, you know, do. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was exciting for yeah. me. Yeah. So it's giving you more time to think. Yeah. Um, about other... I just plan my life generally. Right, right. Because yeah. I think that just that the hustle and bustle of just constantly... I was literally lost. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say... I didn't say you were lost. I'm just... <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. Talk you. Now. <laughs> um, but what about, what about um, professionally? Are mm. there... Because I would like to believe that you have been trying different techniques of how things can be applied better, mm-hmm. different looks can be gotten. Mm-hmm. So what? Um, how has COVID-19 helped in that in that manner? Mm, well, I would just say, to be honest, because a lot of, we have to um, deal with wearing masks up and about. So I would just say I've kind of channeled my energy to creating content um, that has to do with COVID-19 in that, you know, this is how you can wear your makeup. Um, this is how you can wear your mask and your makeup. So this is the type of way you can do your makeup, okay. knowing that you're going to wear your mask. Okay. So, I yeah. See. Okay. Let's go into the fun random questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. First question is, what was the last album or EP that you listened to? The first album was a while ago, to be honest. I think it was the... The last album. Yes. Okay. It was a while ago. I bought it myself. I barely ever listened to like songs like that. It was the Chris Brown's graffiti. 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 Okay. Yeah. The I can transform you. One. Yeah. I literally bought that by myself. First and last album I bought. Oh, so yeah. since then. No, okay. I just okay. listened to random, random stuff. Yeah. Okay. So favorite artist though. I don't have any. Ah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> favorite song. I don't have any. Ah. <laughs> I can't think of any song that I can listen to over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Eventually, I just teach it. Yeah. Okay. Second question is, what is a beauty hack that you live by? Um, your BB creams are very essential. And I had to make mine. Um, what are BB creams? So BB creams, basically, um, it has makeup, moisturizer, and sunscreen, in all three in one. So that's like your product on your own. So instead of you applying your moisturizer first, applying your sunscreen, and then applying your everything is in that product. So yeah, so just put it on and then. How are they? And why are they essential? And because I feel like it's very effective. It's fast. I used to always have it in my bag, but to be honest, I barely ever wear makeup these days. So yeah, what I have in my bag now is just my sunscreen. Okay, so BB creams are essential. Yeah. Third question is... Especially May... for you that doesn't ever like that much. <laughs> <laughs> so my birthday, my birthday is coming Just up. use it and then powder and you're, you're, yeah, good, you're to good, go good to go with your okay. brows. We shall revisit this conversation after I'm done. <laughs> Third question is, name two places that you would love to travel to when mm-hmm. the world opens up. Dubai and Maldives, actually. Oh. Yeah. Why would you like to go there? Um, I haven't been to Dubai before, Maldives as well, but like Maldives is just very beautiful. All the pictures I've seen, breathtaking, mm. the blue sea, uh, blue waters, and just the environment generally is, is very beautiful. Okay. Fourth question is, if someone gave you your dream office, where would you like it to be located? The island or the mainland? And why? Mm. So... Bought the office for me, yeah. Yes. 
I said, here, this, <laughs> these are the keys to your dream office. <laughs> to be honest, I would say the mainland only because I plan to live on the mainland for a long time. And mm. I feel like my audience are on the mainland. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's always interesting to hear that because a lot of people just be like, oh, you know, I... I think from an island perspective, the assumption is that lots of people who live on the island have more money. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though I, I don't really understand that logic, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. I think this is me being um, say I was I was assuming that you were going to say island, island. just because. To be honest, island they have plenty wahala. Like look at the water situation. Ah, <gasps> uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah. Especially when it rings as well. Mm-hmm. Like, even I'm talking about the water you used to drink. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they have to too much wahala. Yeah. Maybe they have places with, you know, filtered water. I don't mm-hmm. know about that, Sha, but like. But yeah, so mainland for you. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Final question is what movie can you watch repeatedly? Final Destination. The horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the way he looked at me. <laughs> As a really horror movie. Yes, actually. One to five. Are you serious? Yeah. How do you speak? Can you not tell? How do you Watching speak? Final Destination gave me a business idea. So I've actually appreciated that movie in more ways than one. Okay. <laughs> well. Look at the way you look I just, I think, like, whenever I watch horror movies, there's mm. no how. My, my, I think a lot. Mm. So when I watch a horror movie, I'm always hyperventilating. Like I see a shot, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. The final destination wasn't even all that horror. Like it wasn't like a yeah, horror, but I think horror movie. It's the final destination. That's the one that you had those kids that they missed that plane, right? And then yeah. they kept coming back. They to, always like well, it's, one person you, right? would always see like death coming. He exactly. would relieve the whole experience. Exactly. So why? But that's my point. It's like. If I see this hanger now, after watching Final Destination, I'm like, oh, what if I fall and the hanger hooks me in my throat? <laughs> Do you understand? So I'm just like, I just... Actually, I, that happened to me. Like, you know, the one with the wood, like the heavy wood that, you know, busts through a car and then took out someone's neck. I think I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that on the road and I was just like, but I don't get scared. I'm yeah. just like, eh, no, Final Destination. No, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's just a movie. Actually, it's, so. yeah, I... Okay, fine. If, that means you can't even see, like, possessive, like... No, I think I can watch horror movies during the day, not at night. And even during the day, I'm going to start thinking about it when I'm sleeping. Do you understand? So I just, I it's tend to, like, crazy. yeah, I just tend to, like, not watch horror movies. I mean, it's, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it does get so scared. But um, any okay. final words, Jenny, before we wrap it up? Mm, I would just say, to be honest, keep... Keep pushing, business-wise, just keep pushing, keep doing you. If you have to add something else aside from, you know, your regular work, do that. And just be consistent, keep pushing. What about people that are trying to come into the industry, the beauty industry now with COVID-19? What advice would you give to them? I would say, to be honest, from my perspective, don't make this your sole means of income do something else don't leave if you have a secure nine-to-five don't leave it just yet um come into the industry but make it um let it be a side business in that you still have money coming from somewhere else so don't just make this your sole income thank you so much for your time jenny thank you so much it for was, having me Shady. It, <laughs> it was nice talking about um makeup and um i look forward to 
definitely resuming our regular makeup activities mm -hmm. and um just continue to stay safe in all that you're doing because yes. you know she is real <laughs> It's so real. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shelly. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Lovely to. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. This episode is produced, engineered, and edited by me. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and loved ones. I they beg. I seriously they beg. As always, the podcast is available on Podbean, Audiomark, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for the SNC podcast, which is T H E S N C podcast, all one word. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the same name, T H E S N C podcast. Please stay safe and thank you for listening.